This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Roost Books and the gorgeous new cookbook, Sourdough, Recipes for Rustic Fermented Breads, Sweets, Savories, and More. In the book, author Sarah Owens of BK17 Bakery shows you how to build and feed a sourdough starter and then use it to bring amazing depth of flavor to breads, biscuits, empanadas, pot pies, cookies, tarts, and more. Whether you already have a starter in your fridge or have never dipped your toe into the world of sourdough, you're going to learn a ton from this book. It's got beautiful photos and inspiring recipes, and it makes a great gift. And also, I would add, it's funny. If you enjoy spilled milk, you're definitely going to like the Buttermilk Biscuits head note on page 189. You can find sourdough at roostbooks.com. Use the code SPILLEDMILK at checkout for 40% off. I'm Matthew. I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today's topic is leftovers, a polarizing subject if ever there were, was? If ever there were, was. That's the expression. (laughs) And this was suggested to us by listener Anna. Thank you, listener Anna. Who had some strong opinions on the on the subject. I think she sent an email saying, like, I've got a bunch of leftovers. Would you guys like to talk about them? Oh, perfect. <laughs> Something like that. Perfect. I love her. Uh, so uh, did you, did you, Molly, eat leftovers <laughs> growing up? So it never occurred to me that anyone could dislike leftovers. And I, I certainly think that there are some... Interesting. There are some things that make better leftovers than others. We'll get into this oh, in a minute. Oh, for sure. I love... Leftovers. And as an adult, I am the kind of person who will cook maybe like two big things a week and we will eat off of them for days. Like a like a roast? Uh, No, I don't really. You know, I don't tend to do big like hunks of meat. It's more like a soup or like a big Mm -hmm. um, fuchsia Dunlop. Like oh, a stir big fried, stir fried beef thing, oh, that thing eat is so over good. rice or something like that. You just said something. I boy, I really put a lot into that alternative milks episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just recorded alternative milks and we're spent. Um, yes, like the hemp milk is is still in me somewhere. I think that I, I am feeling 
Like I'm still trying to get the color of the oat milk. There was something kind of orange and phlegmy about it out so, of my mind. <laughs> this is our this is our second alternative milks episode where we reminisce <laughs> about our first alternative We're milks episode. We're gonna drink the leftovers. Yes, exact. Oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I think I did have a prejudice against leftovers as a kid, and I don't really remember any specifics. Like when I think leftovers, like there isn't one image that comes to mind of like. You know, he, these are the leftovers that I hated as a kid. Yeah. It was it was more just like leftovers meant that maybe I would have to like take a second crack at something that I thought didn't want to eat the first time and oh. I thought I had vanquished. Yeah. Yeah. But it rises again like a like a Bond villain. I feel like so I'm glad that this episode was suggested by a, a woman because <laughs> no, because there's like this mental image I have of sort of this like 50s housewife like presenting this meal that she slaved over all day to her husband, the ad exec who gets home from work and is like, honey, what's for dinner? Is and, that what? Uh, and she serves him leftovers. Boy, like, that show ended and I, now I don't remember that guy's name. Bob Brennan. <laughs> Don, what's, Don, what was it? Don, Don Draper. Draper. I was close. Great. Anyway, so let's say that, you know, one day she serves him his beautiful Salisbury steak meal. Sure. And the next day she gives him the leftovers and he's like, huh? Because, you know, like the woman is supposed to be in the kitchen. That was a really good uh, impression of of, of Bob Bob Brennan. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I feel like... I feel like I hear often of like a lot of people... (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to get into some uh-huh. gender stereotypes. Go ahead. I'm going to just back right out. Here's it. Well, before you, know, you say that, here's I the, feel like the idea of not like liking leftovers it, to me feels wasteful. Oh, and, sure. And it also feels like, especially if you're not the one who made the original meal, you don't get to say that you don't want to eat the leftovers. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a, it's like a, it's basically like saying, get back in the kitchen, woman, and make me a fresh meal. Yeah, it's it's patriarchal is it what it is. It is patriarchal. However. Not liking leftovers is patriarchal. The thing is, I, I think maybe Bob Brennan has a point <laughs> because, you know, as an ad exec and like as the wife of an ad exec, his his wife should know that you sell you sell the Salisbury, not the steak. I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> well, I mean that like you don't just present the same thing. This is what I want to get into is like like leftover reuse. Oh, so yeah, you want to like so if you have leftover roasted chicken, you want to like repurpose it into a chicken pot pie or, or chicken an enchiladas. Or, see, no, that's just too much work. The whole oh. point of leftovers is that you have like a built-in meal for like another couple days. So if you're living in my house, which I am not, and I roasted chicken. Well, the next day, you're probably going to have cold roasted chicken. And then after that, I'm probably going to take it and turn the rest into stock. But I'm not going to, like, cook a whole other meal from the leftover chicken. Wait a minute. What? The next day, you're going to have cold roasted chicken? Yeah, because that sounds really sad. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. Cold roasted chicken. Well, I mean... Like, eat it with mayonnaise? Or, like, I mean, the most I would do with leftover roasted chicken is tear it off the bone and... and (laughs) And put it into chicken salad. All right, that is um, all I would do. I would yeah. not make like enchiladas or whatever. You, no way. you just you just described a, a bunch of foods that I don't like, and I uh, love chicken salad. Yeah, I don't. It's like a cold salad with mayo. I, I like it better than egg salad or, or potato salad, but I don't like it. Gosh, I always um, forget this about you. This is why we don't live in the same house. I know. I'm, I, I realize I'm being a real Bob Brennan right now, <laughs> um, and I apologize to to the women of of 1960s America. 
you know, I didn't realize how compatible Brandon and I were until till we started this episode, and and then I realized that until, oh, until just we, now, just wow. just now, we've you're been, welcome, dude. We have been legally married for nine years, folks. And, you and Brandon, not you and I, to be clear. Yeah, and I'm just realizing how lucky I am that he feels the same way I do about leftovers. Um, yeah, absolutely. True love is loving leftovers together. That is the deepest <laughs> sentiment I've ever heard. Thank on, you. On this show. <laughs> Thank you, Mitch Album. Uh, <laughs> there are some things that I make that that I enjoy, like having as leftovers in the same form that I originally served them, like uh, chili, for example, enchiladas, uh, lasagna. Yeah, these are all. I feel like these are also things that are almost better the second day. Yeah, so especially that, like soups and stews, right? Yeah, soups and stews. Um, things that have a certain amount of like moisture. Yeah, a certain amount of moisture. A certain amount of mo- even lasagna. I think like the flavors meld. The texture is different the next day, but the flavors really meld in a different way. I think reheated lasagna is better. Yeah. So. I don't know. I guess a lot of my cooking tends to be that kind of cooking anyway. I love soup. I'm a big soup and stew person. You know, so a few years ago, this book came out called An Everlasting Meal by By Tamar Tamar Adler. Adler. And I I really like most of of what she advocates. And she's a beautiful writer. But one of what part don't you like? Well, one of the things she talks about is, you know, when you bring your vegetables home from the market or whatever, you should just spend however much time and just prep them all right away. Like wash your lettuces, Ah, get them ready to go, roast off all your vegetables so that later then you can turn them into salads and whatnot. Roasted vegetables are one of those things that I do yes. not like left over. So as as much as I love what she's saying, every now and then I'll be like, I'll try that Tamar Adler idea again, and then I don't like it. Like, no, I don't want roasted vegetables left over. I agree with you about roasted vegetables, braised vegetables, like Ooh, like some braised greens. But again, greens. there's a wetness thing going on. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess anything braised is going to be fine reheated. Absolutely. Even better in some ways. Didn't we do a braising episode? We did. Long, long ago? Long, long ago. I think I may have made my one of my favorite winter recipes, which is braised endive with yes. prosciutto. Do you, is there still some of that leftover from that episode from <laughs> I 2010? I wish, because it would be so delicious <laughs> By now. now. It, it would be aged to perfection. <laughs> I'm going to serve it to Brandon for dinner tonight, and he is going to love it. So, Matthew, do you often cook for the purpose of having leftovers like I do? There's something about the sound of soup being scooped out of a pot into a bowl that reminds me of, um, was it a scene from annie the movie or from like willy wonk on the chocolate factory when somebody is being like served sort of a gruel type soup and you can hear the clanging of the metal stock pot as somebody's scooping it out i think it's charlie bucket's mom it's a hard knock life (laughs) so welcome back to our uh charlie and the chocolate factory (laughs) fan cast since this is the second week in a row that you mentioned it it is yes i never remember anything from week to week like uh, somebody, and when I say the somebody, second week, I mean from the episode we recorded like 12 minutes ago. <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't mention Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in the Alternative Milks episode. Didn't you? Or was it during a Squarespace ad or something? I know this came up. Wait, maybe we were just talking about we it. Ta- no, I don't, I don't think so. Although in the Care Packages episode, apparently I said something about like being like all lace on the outside and banana bread on the inside. Uh-huh. And I had forgotten about it like two weeks later by the time the episode aired. And then you and then you laughed at it all over again? Well, no. Then one of our... <laughs> no, no. Then it was very upsetting. <laughs> one of our listeners like pulled out that quote and tweeted about it. And I was like, when did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> did I actually... Did I say that? You did. 
Okay, so you asked me a question while I was in the kitchen do serving you, up some split pea and ham soup. Do you um do you cook with leftovers in mind? Sometimes. So I think the example that comes to mind is salsa. Like, uh, like I, I don't know what constitutes leftovers. This is why I'm sort of at a loss here. Like, you know, are we talking about ingredients, whole dishes, like components? I think whole dishes. And I would count something like a cooked piece of meat as a whole dish. Well, in that case, corned beef. So, like, if I make if I make a corned beef, then which didn't we for our St. Patrick's Day episode years ago? I believe uh, that was called Irish Spring. Irish Spring. Didn't I make homemade corned beef? You did, and it was so good. Wow, I don't I don't do that kind of thing for you. I mean, now we now that we've been been fake married for for like six years, I never do that anymore. Now nah, you just like warm up some leftovers. Yep, yep. Um, I'm a real Bob Brennan type. <laughs> that that we just hit as far as that joke can go. Did you hear it like creak and fall over and die? <laughs> uh, um, I, I what was the question? Do, do you cook with leftovers in mind? <laughs> like, do you cook to have leftovers? Right, right. I was talking about corned beef. So, um, I think corned beef hash is much better than like the first time you get the corned beef. And so, I definitely make corned beef with corned beef hash in mind. That's that's an example that I can think of. So what things get used the most different ways in your house? Like what never goes to waste? Ingredient-wise? Yeah, and leftover-wise. Like do you ever make something and maybe even though you really like it, you just don't like the leftovers and you wind up having to... Oh, that's a good question. Compost it or... Well, I mean, there's some things that just don't work as leftovers at all, like hamburgers. Not that not that we ever have leftover that's hamburgers, That's true, although my, my kid likes really strange things. Oh, Sure cold so if we bring home like part of a hamburger that she has eaten the night before she will want to have it for breakfast the next morning cold wow she also likes leftover cooked sausage like a sausage like link and she wants to eat it cold all it's like congealed fat deliciousness yeah i i I think i'd be okay with a reheated leftover sausage link but not a cold leftover sausage link your kid's weird my kid is great she yeah. loves leftovers. That's true. She she uh you know she's very environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she drives around in that little miniature <laughs> Prius. It's so cute. No, she drives around in the cozy coupe. It's it's powered by her little legs. Oh, is that it like is a little the most environmentally friendly? Is all it's like a Fred Flintstone car? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like my car. Did you see my car outside? It's it's a Subaru. Cozy no wonder coupe. you were late. Yeah. <laughs> you were, the bottom of your car fell out, and you had to like kick your feet to move it along, right? My calf muscles are enormous. Bulging. Go on, go on from what? Apparently, like we've we've determined that <laughs> that apparently I have no no opinions about leftovers. <laughs> I really thought I did. So what about restaurant leftovers? This is a tough question because I I feel like sometimes I find myself in this situation where like, they're like, would you like a box for that? And I know that I'm not going to eat the rest of it, but I have to take the box anyway because otherwise I feel like a bad person. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, for some reason, am less inclined to use restaurant leftovers than I am regular ones. Unless it's something like something that's very easy to reheat and reheats well, like, like, really good pasta or something. But like I'll bring home some beautiful corner of a steak that we ate and I feel terrible, but I don't really like eating cold meat and it seems sad to microwave a steak and 
Well, two things. First of all, you should obviously give it to your kid because she'll eat anything. That's true. Um, and, uh, and also you have a dog. And I'm sure, I feel certain that like how to reheat a steak is something there would be an article about on Serious Eats. Kenji Lopez-Alt. I, I know that he's covered this topic. Like, I think once I read you like uh, run, put the steak in a, in a bag and run some hot water from the sink and like put the bag in the hot water. You kind of like sous vide it. Kind of, kind of sous vide it a little bit mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it's interesting. So do you still, I mean, would you generally say that like the thought of leftovers fills you with delight or fills you with like meh? I think it just really depends on what's left over. Like, like as a general concept, I would get, I would say I'm more toward the meh end of the scale. Gosh, Matthew. What? I'm so glad we're not really married. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, have, I have a lot of other good qualities. Nothing fills me with more delight. Nothing. Nothing. Than then knowing that I have leftovers of something I really like. Okay, in the well, fridge. I mean, having said that, I, I see where you're coming from there because, like, knowing that I am not, I don't have to cook dinner tonight, oh, but yeah. dinner is going to be good anyway. It's like it's not going to be like a cop out dinner. That's a really <laughs> good feeling. A cop. <laughs> you're wondering what I consider a cop out dinner? Well, no, I was just trying to figure out how to. Call up the whole Bob Brennan joke again. <laughs> no, don't do it. It died. Can't you just can't you just let like, it rest? It'll be like the zombies in Thriller. Like <laughs> uh, it's gonna come back with a with a ripped leather jacket <laughs> and this funny shoulder twitch when it dances. Absolutely. <laughs> um, now I feel like I have to convince you that that it would be okay if you were married to me. That it wouldn't be as oh, bad as you con- think. Convince me. Tell me all your best points. Hmm. Okay, I clean the house regularly. Uh, you you did text me yesterday, I think it was, to say that while you were vacuuming, you found a like a, a shredded piece of Tillamook cheddar. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and carpet. oh, I didn't text. I texted my actual wife to let her know that um, I had changed the belt on the vacuum cleaner, and it was incredibly satisfying because the old belt is always like kind of stretched out and raggedy in places, and it looks like it deserves a funeral. Like Bob Brennan. Like Bob like Well, like the Bob Brennan joke. I mean, for all we know, Bob Brennan is still with us, still still uh, tormenting his wife after all these years. Um, what else do you do? Uh, what, what else makes me a good husband? I love that you clean because I have yeah, to say- Yeah, you do. I have to say that in our house, you know, like Brandon, it's just not something he notices. He just doesn't notice when things are dirty. Well, I, I forced myself. On the to other notice. hand, he notices, you know, like when my ass looks good in my jeans. I do that. I mean, not to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't doing it as a comparison. I was trying to say there, there are things that Brandon notices around our house, just not when I there mean, are like dog hair tumbleweeds blowing around. To in be it. fair, like if there's if there's a great jeans clad ass around, that that's going to distract you from anything else going on. Like uh, you know, I think it would even distract me. Yeah. It would distract everybody. Right. So so that so that's another point in my favor, apparently. <laughs> okay, great. Go on, keep selling um, me. I think that's all I could think of. Like that's I don't know. That's all you have going for you, Matthew. <laughs> um I uh, You know, you've been dressing quite well in I recent dress, years. I dress well. You you've been dressing quite well. In recent in recent years. In recent years. years. Yes. Um I, mean, I let's, let's be real. I have a I have a good sense of humor. You do. Sometimes I sometimes I, I'll like go outside. <laughs> I, I hear. I hear. I don't know what I meant by that. So to to pull up another, you know, current cultural reference, I hear that in the bedroom you're like Sting. Oh, like wait, that's a current reference, isn't that like a thing? I know, I'm 
okay, joking? Okay. This is a funny show. Oh, uh-huh. I forgot. All right. Um, no, I thought it was a serious show. Do you like, remember that like when Bob he Brennan show. claimed that he and Trudy Styler, that's his wife, right. would have sex for like eight hours? I do remember that. Do you remember that? That doesn't sound... Do you sound... think it was that he could like, do you think he could like hold off for eight hours? I that I think that's I think what the claim I, I was. I would feel I really sore. I think that's a weird thing to do. Yeah, I would be really sore. Yeah. What? Oh, you think you think he's just like plowing away for eight hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that seems like a thing you would brag about, like as like when you're 13 years old, <laughs> right? Can you even imagine? <laughs> it's like anyway. Anyway, I'm trying so, not to think about it, but anyway. So yeah, I hear that you're like Sting who, in the bedroom. I don't, I don't know. Like no, I mean that seems terrible. Like who who do you think would be good to be compared to in the bedroom? Oh. Like, like not even like knowing anything particular about about their like bedroom habits. Yeah, just just like based on your impression. You know what? Uh, this is going to seem weird, but I get the feeling that, and again, not a current cultural reference. I get the feeling that Susan Sarandon, absolutely, like no can question, really throw down. Mm-hmm. Like that woman, she seems so comfortable in her skin. She's beautiful. I think that she can really throw down, and I would like to be compared to Susan Sarandon in the bedroom. Nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I came up with that. See, I feel like I want to be like compared with like some some like you know kind of third tier celebrity who like you know maybe isn't like the best looking guy on screen, but like you know always brings it and like is willing to try really hard. You know. Uh huh. I feel like Saul Berenson from Homeland. <laughs> I have not seen that show. You haven't? No. Oh, it's it's Mandy Patinkin. Oh, okay, great. But Mandy Patinkin has aged surprisingly well. Okay. And I'm... I feel like there's something about him in that show that brings like this fatherly thing slash good lover thing. And I, obviously, if I were Mandy Patinkin in the bedroom, I would have a signature <laughs> move, which is I would like whisper in your ear, uh, my name is Nico Montoya. <laughs> You killed my father. It'd be super sexy. It's so <laughs> prepared to die. Uh, anyway. Prepared to die of pleasure. No. Uh, who else? You know what? I bet. So I've always had a thing for Joaquin Phoenix, who's kind of, I mean, I think a lot of people have a thing for Joaquin Phoenix. But, you know, he's got kind of a asymmetrical face. Yep. Um, he looks a little dangerous. Yeah. I think that he, I think he could be quite good. Do you would you want him to show up with the uh, in the persona when he was doing that movie? <laughs> oh, the, the rapper, <laughs> the rap, yeah, where, no. where he's all hairy. I would want and stuff. him to show up as Johnny Cash. Oh, that's a that's a good move. And I'll be June Carter Cash, mm-hmm. my daughter's namesake. All right, mm-hmm. that got weird at the end. That did, uh, <laughs> did get weird at the end. <laughs> All right, I'm so glad we stopped talking about leftovers for a while because I was feeling so bad about how how few opinions I had on hey, the matter. On the upside, your leftover split pea soup is quite tasty. Yeah, it's from a Cook's Illustrated recipe. We can link to that. It's Great. a you know it's a classic split pea and ham soup. I had some. Uh, it's much. Le- it's much thinner than the one I I usually make. I had some leftover ham that was that was given to me by my mom after Thanksgiving. Leftover Thanksgiving ham. Oh, great! And this is a super exciting story. <laughs> now we're we're burping it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you yeah. know what is one thing I don't really like is leftover turkey. It starts. I don't to, like unleftover turkey. It starts. So I don't mind turkey the night of, especially with cranberry chutney or cranberry relish. But leftover turkey starts to get um, the turkey flavor of it develops more. It becomes more turkey. More and turkey. I don't really like the flavor of turkey very much. Like that Rob Zombie song, "More Turkey Than Turkey." <laughs> 
again, <laughs> that, that hit song that, that all the kids are listening to. All right. So I am so proud that somehow I came up with Susan Sarandon and like, I mean, yeah, it. well, I, I was, I was delighted with it and I couldn't come up with anything nearly that good. So Tim Robbins, I always found Tim Robbins to be sort of sexy. In, oh, I think Tim this, Robbins like, is great. Actually not very physically attractive way. Yeah. There's something like I would just like, I mean, in Shawshank Redemption. Yes. I would just rip his clothes off. Oh, for sure. Like, and he, he's got, you know, and he's, he's like, got like serious sort of tender yet like brooding. Well, and he's got important husband skills that I lack, such yeah, as like he can killing he his can, wife. Well, there is that. But but he can but he can tunnel his way. Yes. Behind a Raquel Welch poster. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> speaking of which another good pick would be Raquel Welch. This episode was brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra may be the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. You know, I actually wore mine yesterday. Awesome. Yeah, woohoo! It's made out of super soft memory foam that molds to my shape and truly gives me the perfect fit. And they stand behind the product to the extent that they will send you one for free for 30 days. You can cut the tags off. You can do whatever you usually do with your bra. And if you don't like it at the end of 30 (laughs) days, send it back and they'll charge you nothing. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They also have this kind of cool app that you use to measure yourself. Indeed. It's pretty fun. Start your free trial now at thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. This has been our leftovers show. Yes, this show has been seriously warmed over. (laughs) I can't believe we didn't use the term sloppy seconds anytime during the episode. I love sloppy seconds, but I think I've already made that clear. Yeah. And uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. You can tell us all about what celebrity you would like to be compared to in terms of sexual prowess. Uh, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. We're a uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo in the streets. Yes! A, uh, and uh, uh, Susan Sarandon in the sheets. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Epsterberg. And that wasn't supposed to be like a criticism of Mark Ruffalo. Oh, God, I love Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Yeah. Matthew's across the room, standing at the stove. I'm just going to keep talking to myself. So, yeah, I, I, I could go on and on, but I can't.